Hey everyone! Welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes through creativity. My guest this week is Sophie Sandberg, who is the founder of Cat Calls of NYC and Chalk Back, which are both organizations that are using chalk art to fight against street harassment. Cat Calls of NYC has almost 180,000 followers on Instagram right now, and I got to talk with Sophie about the process to create this unique project. So, with all that in mind, let's get started with this episode featuring Sophie Sandberg. I am Sophie. I am the founder of Cat Calls of NYC and Chalk Back. Cat Calls of NYC is pretty much the local branch. So it's a, an Instagram, an initiative to raise awareness about street harassment using chalk art by writing the word for word phrases of street harassment on the streets where they have happened and then posting to Instagram. And then Chalk Back is the global movement that has come from Cat Calls of NYC, which is made up of, at this point, somewhere between 150 and 200 Cat Calls accounts around the world doing the same thing, basically writing down word-for-word phrases of harassment in chalk on public streets and then posting them to Instagram to raise awareness and start a dialogue. So those are the two things that I'm involved in. I guess me, myself, I'm an activist and a founder and also a semi-recent college graduate. I feel like I was saying recent college graduate and then the pandemic hit and now I still feel like I'm a recent college graduate, but it has been, I guess, like a year and a half at this point. Um, But I'm still figuring things out. I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to make Cat Calls of NYC and Chalk Back into sustainable initiatives going forwards. And right now, as we speak, I'm in the process of fundraising so that that can, um, yeah, that can be the reality. We can make it more sustainable and actually pay the young activists involved in the project. That definitely makes sense. And when I found your account, I was really excited to meet you because I just think, I think your projects are so unique. Could you tell me some about your experience being an activist and maybe about the challenges that you faced that brought you to this point where you felt like you needed to make your voice heard? Yeah, that's a great question. So I guess it kind of goes back to the process of starting Cat Calls of NYC um, and what inspired me to do that. That was the beginning of the activism. Basically, I started Cat Calls of NYC for a school project, actually. So I was in a freshman year writing class um, at NYU, and we had an assignment to immerse ourselves in any topic and document it on social media. And at that point, I was already thinking about street harassment a lot because it was something that I'd faced growing up in New York City. It started for me I remember it first happening when I was 15, but now when I look back, I remember being 12 years old with my friend and these guys like making kissing sounds at us from a car, but I didn't even realize at that moment that that was street harassment. But anyway, so I had kind of been dealing with street harassment for a long time when I entered into this writing class and had this assignment. 
And I was feeling really frustrated by it. I was feeling really silenced. I didn't think that there was any good way to respond to the harassment because I found that when I did see people respond or hear about people responding, that could often provoke more harassment, unfortunately. When I talked to my parents about it, they didn't have the best advice for me. I always tell people that when I was 15 and I told them that it had just started and I was facing all of this harassment, they encouraged me to just keep walking and ignore it. And then my dad, which he regrets now because I always talk about it, but he said that I could change what I was wearing to avoid unwanted attention. Um, and again, now he, is, he understands why that's really problematic to say. But it was kind of all of those things. So my own experiences with street harassment and then also feeling like there was no good way to respond and that no one had good advice for me on how to deal with it that led me to this point of wanting to address it in my school project my freshman year of college. And I just took the opportunity to think back to my own experiences, start collecting them in my head, writing them down, remembering where they happened, and going back to the very spots where they happened to write them down and get the word out. Yeah, because for me, it was very personal. It was something I'd experienced for a long time and was thinking about a lot because of that. But then what was really cool, and I think that's where the activism part more comes in, was that this was an issue that was relevant to so many people, both my friends at college, but then so many people beyond my circle of friends um, were just quickly starting to find the project and reach out and tell their stories. So that, yeah, I think that's kind of like the path to how it started and why I was inspired to start doing it. Um, but then obviously from there, I was 19 at that point and now I'm 24. And I do think that I've learned a lot about activism since then too, um, because that was just the very beginning of all of that. Yeah, that all totally makes sense. And I'm so excited that you were able to start this project. I also would really love for you to tell me some about why you chose the medium of drawing with chalk on sidewalks and then posting those photos on social media. Why did you choose that outlet or means of expression? Because I think it's really, really interesting. And as I mentioned before, it's just so unique. Yeah, sure. So it was kind of a process when I first was thinking about the project and how to address street harassment. I originally thought that maybe I could try to take pictures of harassment to document it that way. So take a picture of it happening to someone or take a picture when it happened to me. But then that seemed both like a potentially unsafe um, way of doing it. And also it seemed like a way that would place a lot of individual blame on the harasser and that wasn't exactly the goal and that wasn't what I wanted. So then from there, I was thinking of how to kind of map out the city and where it was happening in the city. And then I was also thinking about the huge issue of how people would say, this is just words or this is not a big deal and it's a compliment, just accept the compliment. I was thinking a lot about how people didn't take the words themselves seriously. So then those two things kind of came together and I thought, okay, what if I marked the corners where it was happening to kind of map it out around the city and show people around the city where it's happening. And then also I really wanted to show people exactly what was being said because that's, you know, that's the whole point about street harassment. So many people say it's just words, it's a compliment, but then actually if you look at the words, 
you know, they're extremely vulgar a lot of the time. They they make people uncomfortable. You know, they're not um, they're not compliments and they're not just words. So I wanted to use the colorful chalk to really draw people's attention to the fact that it happened on this very street corner. And also these words are more than just words. They have an impact when you're reading them and when you're walking by them. Um, and I guess the reason for the chalk was one, because it's washable, so I didn't want to get into too much trouble. Um, and I thought that would be a good way to, yeah, mark the corner and, and make it colorful and draw people's attention to it, but also not, um, you know, be able to do it in the daytime and not have people get really upset about the medium that I was using. And yeah, also it was just inexpensive. <laughs> I knew where to get it. Um, you know, I, I'd written on streets as a kid with chalk, so it seemed like something that would be easy to pick up. Um, so there were a number of factors. But yeah, mainly the goal is to give power to people's stories and experiences through taking back and reclaiming that exact street, that exact space, and showing people exactly what was being said. I love the pictures on Instagram. They are so colorful. So great. And um, so you've devoted some time to advocating against gender-based violence. And I'd really like for you to explain the scope of the issue in the U.S. in particular. Can you talk about the prevalence of gender-based violence? Because I think it's an issue that many people don't always remember is an issue, especially when they may not be in a position or maybe a location to experience that type of violence firsthand. Yeah. I do think that street harassment itself is a form of gender-based violence, and not a lot of people would necessarily even recognize that these comments on the street are part of something so much bigger. Gender-based violence includes stuff like street harassment, sexual assaults, rape, um, femicide, domestic violence. So there's a huge range of the ways in which girls, women, and folks in the LGBTQIA community are impacted by um, violence against women and gender-based violence. And it's not just the extreme, extreme violence, it's also the daily violences. That being said, sometimes they kind of collide. So for example, I'm thinking about Ruth George, who was a student at a university in Chicago. And I'm not sure if you've heard about the story. Um, and trigger warning, I mean, all I, I would say just generally violence against women is a big trigger warning, but um, she, after she ignored a man's cat calls, she was actually killed. The man killed her after she ignored his cat calls. So in that situation, we see how street harassment is intimately connected to, you know, more drastic and severe forms of violence. None of it is separate. I think it's really important to advocate against all forms of gender-based violence down to, you know, a passing comment on the street or, of course, stuff like um, femicide and domestic violence. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. I didn't know about that story, so thank you for sharing that. My next question is kind of cliche, but I'd really like to hear your answer. So what is the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten from someone? That is a really good question. Let's see. I don't have like a word for word quote off the top of my head, but some of the best advice that I have been given recently by fellow activists and people in Chalk Back and also mentors is really related to self-care because activism cannot be sustainable if you're not practicing self-care. 
I think self-care has become kind of a buzzword and it's become kind of unclear what exactly that means. Um, and I would say for me, that means taking breaks. That means going really easy on myself. There's this graphic actually, now that I'm thinking of quotes, it says, you're a human being, not a human doing. So it's really important to think about the fact of kind of existing and being and taking care of yourself as equally important to maybe meeting deadlines and achieving goals. I think a lot of what I do with Cat Calls of NYC and Chalk Back it's so extremely motivating and it's, it's just, um, you know, I, I love everything related to cat calls of NYC and chalk back. That being said, it's also work and it's also stressful. Um, it can be emotionally draining. So really always thinking back to that, you know, I need to first and foremost, take care of myself to make sure that all of this work for the greater cause is really sustainable going forwards. Yeah, I think that is some really, really great advice and something to definitely keep in mind. Kind of along those same lines, I have a signature question that I'm excited to ask because I think you're going to have a great perspective to share. Lots of young people, particularly college students, want to create change and they want to make a difference around the world. Do you have advice or maybe words of wisdom that you'd want to share with these young people who may not know where to get started? That is a great question. I love that question. So yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that I love talking about in terms of Cat Calls of NYC and Chalk Back is literally that it started as a school project. I mean, I had about 100 followers on Cat Calls of NYC probably for a good year. I was really excited when I reached 100 followers. It was really small. It really had to do with my personal experiences and I wasn't getting a huge amount of external validation. I was doing it because I knew it was important and I knew it mattered, um, but it didn't get a lot of attention until about two years into running the project. So I guess, you know, first and foremost, my advice is that anyone who feels like they have something to say and anyone who feels like they care about a certain issue and, and wants to make change on that issue should start somewhere, like anywhere. You know, it, maybe it's making a piece of artwork. Maybe it's creating a new Instagram account. Maybe it's writing poetry or creating a song. You know, I, I think a lot about creative methods because um, I do think a lot of activists are really creative. But, you know, start with what you're skilled at, what you care about, and then likely it will grow from there, connect with like-minded people. All activism is super collaborative. So it's really important that if you are going to start maybe, for example, raising awareness about street harassment, that you also reach out to the other organizations and groups who are already doing that and who have been doing that for a long time. So it's always really good to lend your skills where you can, um, start speaking out about something, and then also collaborate with others who are doing the same thing. I really enjoyed this conversation with Sophie because I think she's taking such a unique approach to combating gender-based violence. Catcalling and street harassment is such a serious issue, and Sophie is using her own talents to raise awareness. Chalking is such a simple form of art, but Sophie's creative approach to activism has already affected so many people around the world. Sophie's simple but awesome idea is raising so much awareness about gender-based violence and her accounts show that change comes through creativity.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can follow Sophie on Instagram at sophduj0ur to follow along with her content and get connected with her. You can follow at catcallsofnyc and at chalkbackorg to see chalk content as well. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.